This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Well, hello, everybody. This is Hal. And this is Melanie. And we want to welcome you to another episode of Making Biblical Family Life Practical. Well, it's so busy, Hal. And why is that so? Well, because we're not only just get we're not only getting ready for our family's Christmas celebration. Christmas is a big deal in our family. Yeah, it is. But we're also helping all these other families get ready for Christmas because you know Christmas sales are a big deal on our site. Right. And so right now, my living room has an empty tree stand and a tree out on the porch, and it has one, two, three, four, five, probably eight or ten boxes full of stuff stuck around here. And these are not small boxes. No, either. some of these boxes a child could crawl in. Yeah. And how am I supposed to decorate for Christmas in the midst of all this? It's frustrating. But that's not what we're going to talk about today. No, no, no it's not. We, but we are we are going to be talking about a Christmas topic. Yes, we're going to talk about, and this is really practical. We talk about making biblical family life practical. Right. We're going to talk about how in the world do you have a wonderful, memorable, sparkling eyes kind of Christmas mm-hmm. without going into debt and spending a ton of money. How do you how do you manage when you've got a lot of kids, a lot of family, and not a lot of money to throw at the question? It's a it's an important thing. Well, we've got a big family. Yeah, we've we've raised eight kids. And and they haven't gotten smaller. In fact, they've started marrying people and bringing them into the family. So yes. we've got more people. Now to buy we have for more people year, to buy for. Yes, which is and, great. Which is wonderful because yes, this is our grandbaby's first Christmas. Oh, you've been shopping for that grandbaby for a long time already. Oh, I, bought, I bought something for his Christmas back. I don't know before he was born. I think. Okay, but uh, but at any rate, yeah. I mean, this is something we had to come up with practical solutions a long time ago because we just realized, you know, God was was making us wealthy in children more than He was making us wealthy in gold, and so yeah, we've we always just, had what we needed. Yeah, we haven't gone without. We don't have a lot of extra, right? You know, and yeah, my I, my family were very well to do growing up, mm-hmm. and when. And our Christmas mornings were like walking into a toy shop. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was everything. They, My yeah. dad had no resistance to Christmas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it was everything. Like, I remember one year that he made me decide between two gifts I wanted so badly. Right. And he just, he made me decide. He said, you have to pick which one you want the most. Yes. And then he got me both of them. Yeah, but you had to agonize over it. I agonized for one. weeks. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, you know, I, I saw some numbers. I always like to look at the numbers. And do you know what? The uh, the National Retail Federation is saying that this year, Americans are going to spend something like $720 billion wow. for Christmas. $720 billion. Can you Can you picture that? I mean, that's... That that's bigger than the economy of whole nations. Well, and you know, I just saw that the average American adult—that means mm-hmm. for each adult—plans yeah. to spend eight hundred eighty-five dollars. Yep. A third of adults spent plan to spend over a thousand. That's not per family. That's per adult. Per adult. Yeah. But the most disturbing part yeah. is what that statistic you shared from Nerd Wallet. What was that? Uh, yeah, they said that. Twenty-eight percent, almost a third of Americans report that they are still paying their credit card bills from last Christmas, even while they're making plans what they're going to spend this Christmas. Well, you know, 
it was super important to me that Christmas be special for our kids mm-hmm. because it was a huge thing for us growing up. Right. It was so magical and amazing and wonderful, and we looked forward to it all year. And it wasn't just the gifts. There's no. lots of other things, too. But, you know, it was important to me, how can we make it amazing without... <laughs> Spending money we didn't have. Well, bankrupting the whole operation to do it. Well, yeah. yeah. I think part of it mm-hmm. is making the whole season special. You know, decorating yeah. and baking cookies together and singing Christmas carols together. Mm-hmm. Because I think that the that memory building stuff, the stuff that engages, that gives us memories of sounds and smells and taste and touch those full bore things that go deep into our memories are really important it's funny because some of those things some of those sensory things will um they'll grab you you know like there's certain smells that you don't smell in the cooking any other time of the year but at christmas time you hear you smell that particular blend of spices you know maybe it's nutmeg maybe it's cinnamon um well you know we always make a christmas tea we have during the christmas season right and our adult kids have said that if they smell cloves, mm-hmm. they are instantly home and it's Christmas time in their brains. That's powerful. It really is. And you, know, and you can use that to your benefit, really. Well, you can use it to build relationship with your kids and to build memories that will remind them mm-hmm. of how Christ was the center of your home at Christmas and all the time. You know, that, mm-hmm. that those memories, no matter where they go in the world, will instantly take them back to your home back to Christmas, back to the things you taught them. Well, and, and, and okay, now you mentioned something that's really critical right there because, you know, this, this is, Christmas has become such a a mega holiday, such a commercial extravaganza that you don't have to be a believer to, yeah. to fully engage in the American Christmas experience. I mean, it, it I'm told, and this is not my area of expertise, but I remember reading somewhere that the Japanese were so impressed by all of the celebration that the American soldiers did when they were occupying the country after World War II that the Japanese have fully engaged the whole Christmas culture apart from Jesus. Well, we've seen it in China, Hal. Mm-hmm. We've seen seen it in among our family and friends in China that yeah. they have all this Christmas stuff and they don't even really understand what it means. And that's what we want to avoid with our kids. We want them to understand what it means. Well, and, and that's an important thing that I see in Scripture. So many times holidays are are actually mandated to the Jewish people. You know, the, the, you're to celebrate Passover. You're to celebrate the harvest and the Feast of Weeks and the, the Feast of Booths and all these different different celebrations and they all had a teaching component they all had an element of this is when we remember what god has done for us yes this is when we turn our hearts to god and you know what we as christians surely we can do that yes surely we can look and say this is the time of year that we celebrate that god sent his son into the world yes to take our sins away what an incredible gift that is and we celebrate by giving, you know, trivial gifts back and forth. I mean, compared to that, compared to the life of the Son of God given on our behalf so that we can have eternal life. Yeah. Wow. That's worth celebrating. But you know what? That's not what you're going to get from the culture. 
No, it's you know, not. Jesus is a character in the play, but that's not the focus. If you want that to be the focus in your home, you got to be intentional. Yes. And, and and yet at the same time, the celebration is a real thing, and we can still embrace the 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 celebration aspects of that, including giving gifts. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about how do we give good gifts to our kids? Gifts that we can feel good about them giving. Yeah. Getting that we can feel good about spending the money for. Gifts that, but also gifts that they're going to be excited to see, and they're going to be fun and enjoyable. Because I want my kids to feel that magical excitement, the mm-hmm. the love of their parents and their family. Right. I want them to feel that. Yeah. And you want it to be something lasting. You want it to yes. be something that's going to be more than just the excitement of the hour or the day or, yes. you know, until the first battery change. But rather, yeah. you want it to be something that, that will have a lasting impact on their lives. Well, okay. Now, did you ever get educational gifts growing up? No, I did not generally. Mm-hmm. Um, my family was full bore. All it's all about fun. Well, okay. I just, <laughs> Occasionally, uh, is... I got. I well, my godmother mm-hmm. often would give me things, but I didn't think of it as educational, really. But okay. Yeah, you know, I well, remember her giving me a Bible in leather in my favorite right. color and things like that. Well, that see, that's kind of what I was leading into because there, I know there are educational gifts that any child would would inwardly roll their eyes at. But yes. then there's a lot of things that are fun. That oh, by the way, you're learning something in the same process. Yeah. You know, like I think about so many of the games that we enjoyed as children and that our kids have enjoyed. Things like Scrabble. Like yes. bananagrams, you know, things that where you, yeah, I mean, you're having fun with the competition, but you're also, you're practicing spelling, you're building vocabulary, games like Risk. I mean, you learn the world map yes. from playing a game like Risk, things like that. You know, th- those are things that, those are games which have an educational side, but they're just a lot of fun. Well, and they also encourage relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and now, if you have... Mostly young children. Yeah. Everybody everybody like 12 and under. Mm-hmm. You may be thinking, oh, we just can't do board games. It took me a long time to figure out that you can do board games as teams. That you that, put yeah. the oldest kid with the youngest kid and the mm-hmm. next kid with the next one old, young, next youngest. Because the little kids only care about shaking the dice and moving the man. Right. The big kids want to do the strategy, and so you yeah. can partner them together. So, like, if you've got four kids and they're spread out in ages, then you take you take your first child and your youngest child, and mm-hmm. you team them up. Yes. And then you take those two in the middle, and you team them up. Hey, and, you and, know, we just did a new blog post about games. Yeah. Would you put that on the show page for people? Oh, absolutely. Because it lists all our favorite games and links to them. And yeah. I think they might enjoy reading that. One of our boys wrote it. Yeah, that would be a great one. Well, you know, and that... And that kind of keys into another thing that we found is we're buying gifts for our kids that if you get something that encourage interaction between the kids Mm -hmm. that that is if you if you want to think of it that's entertainment for more than one person well projects they can do together games they can play together Mm -hmm. stuff they can build together even experiences Uh like you know your mom had a friend that always gives experiences and I remember she gave us an experience early in our marriage. She sent us somewhere together. And so things like a zoo membership 
or me or a science museum membership can be something that everyone can enjoy together okay um you know another thing we found really useful is to find to find gifts that will will suit multiple ages because i guess that's one of the tendency if you have a large family typically that means you've got a spread of ages well you know one thing we've done in mm-hmm. our family is mm-hmm. each person gets a few gifts for just for themselves right but we also give family gifts gifts to the whole family oh well now that's you know that's a good one too and and that kind of gets the idea that we're all going to enjoy this together right and i don't have to have a big huge pile of things just for me 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 and so, you know, what are some of those things we've done as family gifts? Like the game Pit. Any age child can play Pit. Oh, mercy. Yeah, it's all pictures. Or Millborns. It's it's a game that's... Pit is very noisy. It's a noisy game. That's <laughs> Millborns true. is quieter and a lot more fun to me, but Millborns is a good one. Yeah. Um, Civitas yeah. is fun because the little kids just have to match the color and the and the number right but the big kids oh it's a blast the rules change every time the government changes in the in the game yeah it, it and that's one of those that's one of those fun games that by the way nudge nudge there's an educational component but it's um yeah it's pretty neat because it, it the rules are based on different governmental systems like you know how is it different to go from a from a socialist government to an oligarchy? Well, that means everybody <laughs> yeah. pay, everybody pays attention the whole game, not just the person yeah. who who's in charge. Yeah, we help develop it. We love it. We you can find it on our site. Okay, but yeah. anything that can get different ages doing things together is a is a good thing. Family gifts, a movie everyone wants to see. Yeah, and oh, we've gotcha. done that a lot. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, anything that everybody wants, you can do as a family gift. Okay. Um, you know, creative gifts, construction toys of different sorts. I don't want to even say toy. I, I kind of hesitate to use toys because some things that are constructive are quite practical or even on a grown-up level. Now, you know what? What? We're a little bit late for our mid-roll mm-hmm. sponsorship. So let me yeah. just stop right here for one second and okay. say this week. This week? Our podcast is being sponsored by... Our website, RaisingRealMen.com. Yeah, go to RaisingRealMen.com. Where you can get all kinds of amazing Christmas gifts for your kids that you mm-hmm. can feel good about giving. Right. And by our newest website, yes. CraftsmanCrate.com, the uh-huh. subscription box that builds your skills. You've got real skills and you've got real tools with real materials. To, to teach your kids the things your grandparents could do, like wood carving and calligraphy and... and wood burning and well, all like my, kinds of hands-on great things well like my kids just this past week my kids were putting together one of the kits and then they were doing a a woven a woven reed seat on a on a footstool yeah they came you know, to footstool they, they, they're caning a footstool you know that's an old skill i've never learned how to do that well they did a nice job with it too it looks they good did. it looks fantastic so yeah so, so go to craftsmancrate.com and you can find out all about that and that opens the way into mm-hmm. what you were talking about, Yeah, creative and constructive gifts, things that are mm-hmm. going to be more than a flash in the pan. And, you know? Yeah, and, and, you know, it's important. A lot of these things are introductory kits. And, um, you know, the idea being try it out. You know, learn how to draw. Learn how to do calligraphy. You know, get an introduction to, like, watercolors or something. Or basket weaving. Or basket weaving or wood carving or, or just anything because you might find a hobby mm-hmm. that takes 
them off of the screens and onto doing real things. And yep. that's why I love constructive gifts. Uh-huh. Because I want our kids to step away from the screens. Yeah. And do real things. Because even if it's playing with Legos or Duplos or Fisher Technic in the floor. Yeah. Or if it's learning these very adult skills like Craftsman Crate teaches. Right. When they're doing things with their hands and they're imagining, it's preparing their brains to do what they need to do as adults. Mm-hmm. They're learning to think, to solve problems. It's it's interactive, mm-hmm. and it and they're growing in a way they're not growing when they're just passively receiving information from the screen. Right, right. And so those are those make some very good presents. And of course, you know, with six boys, we have. Um, 18 billion Legos of all shapes and colors and sizes. We and, have more than most toy stores. Yeah, we have lots and lots. Well, we've, you know what, Duplo, of course, with the younger kids, Lego for the older kids. There's some really the souped up Legos that, that teach robotics and, and control systems. And there's a there's a German set that's not as well known over here, but there's a German system called Fischer Technik, which was really awesome. That actually was originally built for um, simulating machinery. For, for design engineers and automation engineers to experiment with different types of controls and different types of equipment setups. And somebody started taking the parts home and playing with them at home, and the kids got into them. They said, well, we ought to package this up for children, too. So those are really cool. You know, I think that what giving your kids things that they can do is just a fantastic option. You mm-hmm. know, I try to do that with our girls. We have a daughter who's super, super artistic. Mm-hmm. And I try to give her lots of art supplies. Yeah. And, and in media, she hasn't tried before. Because yep. I want to encourage her to, to stretch her gifts. You know, we have mm-hmm. one of our sons who's very very musical. And mm-hmm. I hunted I hunted all over the place for him to try instruments to, try, to, to learn. Instruments are finding supplies of sheet music sheet or sources music, of, yeah. you know, sources of parts for, you know, guitars or other instruments that he was working with. Yeah. And so giving them things that feed their gifts mm-hmm. and feed their passions are, are great. And, and the cool thing about it is you can do a lot of those things used. Now, that's a good point. And that's something, you know, just like, just like the recognition that if your children grow up sharing a bedroom, they don't feel like, I should be entitled to having my own individual everything, but rather to say, hey, you know what? This used stuff has already been loved. It's already been proven. Some of it you can't get anymore. Sometimes it's it ends up being more valuable than the new stuff you could buy. Well, That's I definitely can't. true when it comes to musical instruments. Definitely true when it comes to furniture as well, but that's, yeah. a, that's a grown-up gift. But, you know, <laughs> but, we... And, yeah. You may think, oh, I don't know if my kids would go with that. If you start it young or you express a lot of excitement, mm-hmm. oh, my word, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. Look at what you've got. Yeah. And show them that it's a treasure. We we keep a Christmas list online because most of our kids are older now yeah. where everybody puts their list. And every single one of them has six to t- 15 books on it. Well, okay, because that's, that's the thing. We are We are bookworms from the very start. And everybody in our family loves books. They love to read. And they recognize that the best way to fill up those shelves, the most inexpensive way to fill up those shelves, is to hunt the used bookstores, the library sales, go out to some of the websites that deal with secondhand books and things like that. And you know what? We've got we've got a better selection than some libraries do. Oh, yeah. That comes from 10 people doing this for years yeah. together, you know? We, you know, another thing that we've done a lot uh-huh. is to give gifts that build character and redeem time. 
Okay. Because, you know, the, the Proverbs say, with all you're getting, get wisdom. Yes. And, you know, I've, I've realized that, you know, that means as I'm out there spending money, I should not feel bad about spending money on things that encourage our kids yeah. and help our kids, uh-huh. you know, to, to know, um, to, to grow in the Lord. Sure. And so, well, audiobooks right. is okay. one thing. Sure. We have loved audiobooks. Mm-hmm. The Sugar Creek Gang, the Henty audiobooks. Right. A lot of the books we did as read aloud, we've turned into audiobooks ourselves, and now our own family listens to them. Yeah. You know, we listened to the one Caleb made, The Witness, about, you know, oh, that's such a great one for all ages, mm-hmm. but especially teens. Right. And right. we listened to it all the way back from Mobile last year. Yeah. It was good. And audiobooks are great because, well, first of all, we don't, I can read instead of having my hands and voice bit busy. But also, it's a shared experience. Right. We're all going through this at the same time. We're all kind of living this story at the same time. And it it's often, it's a convenient way to redeem the downtime. Yes. Like when you're traveling, if you're driving to, driving to grandma's for, for, uh, uh, for Christmas or for Thanksgiving, or if you're going to be like uh, some of our friends that always get together for a big Super Bowl party in another state every year, that's just one of their family things. Well, you know, those those three four hours you spend in the car could be the better part of an audiobook. or it can be sent, or it can be spent there with the kids bickering, and he's on my side, and he touched me, and how much, da- Daddy? How much further is it? Yeah, and all this stuff, or you can engage their minds and hearts, share the experience of that story, and that gives you something to talk about too. That's pretty cool. You know, like I remember when we read Pollyanna as a as a family, mm-hmm. and. Our, that enabled us then when somebody when somebody was whining it might not be me it might be one of the other kids yeah would say can't you think of something to be glad about yeah right and right you know that's why we turned that one into an audio book too because it's it's worth reading and rereading and rereading it's a good it's a good character building book and so those so. kind of i think those character building things mm-hmm. when i spend money on those i know it's not going to be broken or neglected or stuffed in the back of a closet. You know, I don't mind mm-hmm. so much spending money on things I know are going to build my kids' character or build our relationships mm-hmm. that are going to help us be what I want our family to be, you know? You know, a funny funny kind of thing, too. Um, I, I, I find that reading books or listening to audiobooks, it, it's rather than having a thing it's more like introducing a person it is it's it's like having a relationship because you know we've got books that we've got books that we've read to pieces that i mean literally that they've read until they've come unbound and fallen apart and we when we just replace them and get another copy you know because it's a book of lasting value that doesn't mean that individual binding and pages are going to last forever but the the ideas and the stories are there and it really impacts our kids like i remember Mm -hmm. one of our adult sons spent like five years looking for his own copy of a book that i had bought at a used book sale for a dollar i remember that and had read to them when they were little and it was just something that had settled in his brain and it was a good memory and he wanted his own copy that's cool yeah that's really neat yeah so those kind of things, you can feel good about spending money, and and you can get them used. Yeah. Or you can, you know, get them inexpensively, and and it doesn't have to be a big thing to your family. Mm-hmm. You know, um, 
Well, I tell you what. Did you have anything else you wanted to Let, throw in? Let's talk about husbands and wives. I was just going to say, let's. Now we've been talking about how do you shop for a house full of kids, and and do something that's special and lasting and valuable. But you know what, mom and dad are special and valuable too. And so how do you, how can you make the most of shopping for one another? Well, um, for one thing, mm-hmm. you need to be in agreement, Hal. Because it may have, the gift of the Magi might have been a sweet story by O. Henry, but nobody really wants to find out that her husband has bought her a beautiful comb for her hair, which is no longer there. Yeah, that you know. <laughs> gosh, yeah, you know that's the thing. Like and, that, and so, did you see that Southern? It's a Southern thing video. Yes, I did. The one where where the husband like gets called up on called up in court because he uh, he didn't buy his wife a Valentine's present, and he says. But she said, I don't want anything. She said, nobody. He said, it doesn't a, matter. It's a it trap. It's a trap. You should have known better. Well, okay, you know what? That that works both ways. It's not just the women. I mean, no. men can do this too. And sometimes we think, well, if I say what I want, then it won't be something spontaneous that they came up with in their heart. You know what? That is kind of dangerous territory. It's really, I find it's really better to say, hey, honey, you know, here's our budget. Do you want to agree that we're not going to spend over right x amount of dollars whatever's right in your family i'm not going to give you a number but well that way nobody is surprised or embarrassed yeah and and you gotta know your mate you gotta spend some time figuring out what they'd like can i tell a story i had a i had a co-worker this is this was i thought this was very instructive i had a co-worker who said he wanted to give his wife a great big surprise for their anniversary and so he um he told her, well, we're going to go skiing. We're going to go to Aspen, and we're going to go skiing and talking about the snow and the mountains in Colorado and everything. So she packs up everything. Well, what she didn't know was he had bought tickets for Key West, Florida, and he packed her luggage. He packed a different suitcase with her bathing suits and her summer weight clothing and all the rest of that kind of thing. She didn't find out until they were, like, getting on the airplane that they weren't going skiing at all. They were going someplace else. Please do not ever do that to me. <laughs> now, now, see, she loved it because she always wanted to go to Key West, and they're thinking the Jimmy Buffett experience and all this other kind of stuff. She always wanted to go to Key West, and so she was delighted. But you don't I would have li- been stressed out of my mind. You don't like that kind of surprise. No. You like a, a big plan like that. You want to be part of the planning and know what to know expect and making sure. So, you know what, that's just a matter of knowing your mate. You know, it that is. was that was great for their family. That was great for the, that couple. But that's not us. Well, same and thing so, with, with knowing what they want, mm-hmm. what kind of gifts. Because some women would love, 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 love to have an Instant Pot for Christmas. Others right. would be insulted. Others say, no, I want jewelry. I want perfume. Don't give me kitchen appliances. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, some, it's just... some men would love to get some some new ties and a new blazer. Yeah. And he'd feel really snazzy. And other men would, yeah. be, would be grossly disappointed because he wanted something to go for his hunting yeah so so it's just a matter of know your mate and and express love in a way that they want to to feel it you know experience his work for couples too you know uh-huh. because lots of times that's the only way that we can afford to have an experience yeah is to do something for a gift right you know a lot of couples the past couple of years have mm-hmm. given each other a trip to our come away marriage retreat in the spring yeah, and, that, and yeah. as as their Christmas present. Yeah. Because, well, because it's not one of these retreats. It's like a death march of workshops. No. But we kind of make it a getaway and a retreat. So there's some teaching and there's it, free time. It's a getaway with some teaching mixed <laughs> yeah. in. Yeah. 
And yeah. you know, doing something like that is great. Now, you know, for some mm-hmm. couples, though, they, you know, for us, we travel so much. When you asked me what I wanted for our 30th anniversary, I said, I want to stay home. Uh, yeah. We sent the kids just, away. <laughs> that's, and yeah, so we, we stayed home and watched watched romantic movies and had, had grown up food. But um yeah, but but that's a matter of that's a matter of knowing yourselves, knowing yes. each other. And um and two, you know, mom and dad sometimes can do some funny things like, you know, we're gonna plan a big trip a couple of months from now so that the bills won't be all at the same time with what we're buying for the rest of the family. Yes. Or um, you know, we I remember when we were newlyweds. Do you remember celebrating old Christmas? Oh yeah. The first couple of years before we had kids, we just decided we were gonna celebrate Christmas on January sixth. Which what? was the end of the twelve days of Christmas. The right. traditional you, twelve days of Christmas. I understand the Amish people still do that. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah, I was just reading about that. But but we just decided we're gonna celebrate on, on the on January sixth and that way we can pick up all of the end of the year sales. But, you know, nowadays, the nowadays. sales tend to come before Christmas. Oh, that's true. And so it's not as important as it used to be. Right. The The important thing is to make it a time of love mm-hmm. and joy, a time that you're celebrating the in, the amazing thing that God became man and dwelt among us. And, and that, that and we, have, yeah. we have a Savior, that we don't right. have to wallow in our sins. We don't have to suffer the penalty for our sins, right. which is death. Yes. But we can be, we can repent of our sins and trust in Jesus mm-hmm. and be with God forever. And that is a huge thing to celebrate, the incarnation. And it is totally appropriate. You can look in the scriptures and you can see it's totally appropriate to celebrate, to have a holiday which is holy, a holiday which is, is holy to the Lord and still be joyous, still have feasting and sweet desserts and rich food and exchanging of gifts and going out and doing things of service and charitable giving and there's examples of all of this in scripture you know what and we can do all of these things at christmas but we've got to be intentional enough to come back around frequently to say you know why we're doing this it's a lot of fun but you know why we do this because we're celebrating god's goodness and if you want some help in making christ more prominent in your Christmas celebration. Yes. You can right now get a free copy of our book, Christ Centered Christmas. Uh huh. It's 72 pages of everything. Of why do we use greenery at Christmas? There's a Christian reason, despite what some people say. Right. You know, why do we use lights? Mm-hmm. What, are, what Christmas carols ought you to teach your children? Yep. What ce- food celebrations you can have? Mm hmm. And lots more details about how to give great gifts to your kids. Okay, so tons how, of stuff. How can they get this for free? You can get it free if you go to our gift guide for boys, and you can find that at raisingrealmen.com/slash/giftguide. Okay. And it will take you right there to our annual gift guide for boys. Yep. And if you scroll down to the bottom, you can put your email address in and get that free the Christ Center Christmas, and I think you're going to love it. It's a free downloadable, and it is it's beautiful. It's oh a my nice, goodness! It's a really nice. It's like a study guide about Christmas. It is. A, a couple told me a few weeks ago at a conference that they had really been burdened because some friends of theirs had convinced them that Christmas, Christmas was pagan, mm-hmm. and they stopped celebrating. And she said her husband, who'd had wonderful, happy memories of Christmas growing up, was mm-hmm. just sad. It, yeah. Just so depressed and sad to lose all that. Yeah. And she said they read our book, and they decided, you know what? Christians can celebrate this in a way that glorifies God. 
She said last year was their best Christmas ever. And, and you know what? That that's what we want. That's that's we want people just like in in Nehemiah chapter eight when when they said this day is holy to the Lord. Go eat eat the fat and drink the sweet and send portions to people that have nothing prepared and do not be sad because this day is holy to the Lord. Amen. And that's that. What a great example. That's in in Nehemiah chapter eight. And so. We just want to encourage you, have a wonderful Christmas, a wonderful Christmas that comes back around and remembers the reason that we have to celebrate. And if you have $25 per child or $10 per child, mm-hmm. it doesn't have to ruin your Christmas. It can Your Christmas can be wonderful and joyous and something your kids will remember all their lives. That's great. Well, look, we appreciate you joining us, and we hope that you'll join us again as we try to take biblical principles and put them into practical use in the 21st century family. Until next time, I'm Hal. And I'm Melanie. Thanks for joining us. Bye, y'all. You've been listening to Making Biblical Family Life Practical with Hal and Melanie Young. If you found this program interesting, challenging, and encouraging, why not join us on the web at halandmelanie.com. That's H-A-L-A-N-D-M-E-L-A-N-I-E.com. Or follow us on social media. You can find us on Facebook at Facebook slash Hal and Melanie or Facebook.com slash Raising Real Men. This program is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Join us next week when we'll be back to talk about making biblical family life practical. Until then, thank you and God bless you for listening.